<laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> no, you're not wrong. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> Welcome to Show Center, the air show podcast. I'm out of work air show announcer Matt Jolly, joined as always by my fellow out of work air show announcers Rick Peterson and Rob Ryder. We're riding out the wave of COVID 19 comfortably in our homes and we're ready to get back to work. <laughs> we're ready to work. You're lying through your teeth. Your place is snake infested in Georgia. I know. You're not comfortable at all. I know. Matt went to the garage the other day and what was it? A rattler or something no, was hanging well garage door. No, it was just a it was a you know, a big king snake that actually goes after rattlesticks, but there's been a lot of them lately. It's that time of year they're waking up and it is the season of snakes. September is also the season that that the feared and and for good reason copperhead snakes like to mate so they're out doing their thing in september so right now it's spring they're all out it's warming up but uh september i hate to i hate to tell you this but if there's a king snake that feeds on rattlesnakes yeah i know that means that, that means, means and he's in your garage that <laughs> means there must be food nearby so where there's one there's probably the other. Well aware of so, this, Rick. Thanks. <laughs> You're going to have to burn it down now, I guess. That's the only thing. There's black widows around there, too. You Ooh. Know? We have a, you we picked got a beautiful it. place to live. I'm telling you. Yeah, it, it, but you know what? It keeps people away. So there there you go. Speaking it's of people. It's a gorgeous day. And since, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> no, it's a go- Man, no, hang on. I wanna, hang on. I want to talk about my wonderful day here in Cincinnati. I, I went out. I was going to do the podcast from out on my deck yeah. in the backyard. But there's construction vehicles and a beep, beep, beep. And I thought I had it bad. Rick is just at wit's end with noise. We've got the third neighbor here in the middle of uh, nowhere. I'm, I'm hoping the wolves show up uh, who have all decided <laughs> to cover cover their property with topsoil and then rent those little tractors that go back and forth, which also have the safety beep, 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 annoying thing. And they're going eight hours a day because they've got nothing else to do. But get this done now. And uh, all I wanted to do in the dark of night last night was go over and take the spark plugs out of the damn things. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is going well. Got so I'm back in the studio Garden. here, which yeah. is comfortable. Air conditioning. I, I thought you were going to be outside. I was looking forward to hearing the birds and hearing you say, oh, that's the uh, red thrusted titmouse or whatever it is that you have up there. Because I know you have some of those. Up there, don't we you? have we have actually seriously logged forty different varieties of birds, from from cowbirds to a uh, great horned owl to a, 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 a hawk, a, a Cooper's hawk, to titmice, sparrows of different varieties, including chipping sparrows and, and chickadees, and two different kinds of woodpeckers. It's really fun to uh, to feed the the birds. It's look that, what's it's that bad. It is that bad. That's right. That's right. And now from the right, here, here and, he comes. That's exactly right. That's what Jill says. If it flies, I'll announce it. And so I'm out there. Hey, here comes the titmouse on the left. Uh, so we were going to have Dan McLaren on with us today. We record at 10 o'clock. We push back to 10.30 because everyone knows Dano doesn't like to get up all that early in the morning. And, and you risk a lot by getting him up early in the morning because God, <laughs> what's going to happen? So He's uh, surly. Surly to bed, surly to rise. He can't. It all depends. And uh, and we can't get him up. I've, I've <laughs> sent texts. I've made calls. 
So this is this is what his life has become now is just uh, roll out of bed at noon. <laughs> the crack of noon. He was on his rider lawnmower yesterday. It's probably got one of those annoying backup things on it too. And uh, and so that's basically his life right now. And he, we can't wake him up. So, you know, I guess we'll have to talk about the virtual air shows because when you go to prop wash right now, the only big news I have, and you're going to hate this, guys, because uh, read between the lines in this. One of the biggest air shows on the other side down under, the Avalon Air Show in Australia, has announced though they had announced that they had canceled their february date for 2021 it was going to the first air shows in the new year they have pushed they have announced the new date and the new date is fall 2021 so still cancellations come in and then that news that they've selected november of 2021 to go on is uh well, it's worrisome, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, let's get into it with this edition of Prop Wash. Your- but but yeah. wait, there's more. Yes, <laughs> there's more. Uh, so this has Word. been this is just a depressing, <laughs> a very depressing show so far. <laughs> You're welcome. <right. laughs> We're screwed. I love that. That's two words. Okay. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Yeah. We'll be back. Have a nice, <laughs> have a nice screwed. life. Right. Well. Well, we're all finding other things to do, though, which is, I mean, Matt is becoming uh, quite the farmer. He's got lavender planted now, and it's growing. It's doing well, right? You're going to have a lavender field. Well, it's the test crop is doing surprisingly well, and it's, it is. It, it is. It's doing surprisingly well in a state uh, where lavender is not supposed to grow. So that's been interesting. But nobody well, wants this is an air show you, show. The nobody, question is, is, nobody is, wants is lavender a cash crop? Yes. Is it a yes, cash it crop? It yes, is. It can. Okay. Wow. Well, it is for the tourists. Wait till you see what happens when you have a lavender field and you have rolling lines of lavender. The next thing you know, well, I guess the tourists aren't around anymore, so you're not going to really be bothered by yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not going to be bothered the, by that. No, not at the all. The lavender fields around here are filled with buses that pull up, and they get out for you at a time with their cameras to go wander into the field to have their pictures taken and all that wonderful purple and that fragrance. So uh, maybe well, uh, maybe. Uh, so good luck with your lavender in your snake-infested <laughs> farm, my friend. <laughs> Can't wait to, to get back to work. Your Jones lavender, Beach. my birds, and Jones Beach. Yeah, Jones Beach, you did the virtual show, local ABC News, New York City. And uh, and how did that go, Rob? Because uh, it it went fine. They didn't have a lot of time to promote it, uh, but Beth Page Federal Credit Union put it all together, and they uh, asked me to do the narration for it uh, since I've been there for fifteen of seven. Well, this would have been the seventeenth year of the show. I've done it every year, but the first. And Rick, you've been up there at Republic, so it it ends up being um, a multi-site actual event uh, between the American Air Power Museum and Bethpage Federal Credit Union. But I think they had close to, uh, as of the end of the day on Sunday, they knocked, they went live on Sunday at noon. I think they had around 90,000 views by the end of uh, end of Sunday. So, you know, it's not bad. But I have some, some great memories. I missed being, spending Memorial Day in New York City. Um, and, and with the folks at the... Uh, at the museum 
one of the things that became a tradition at that was to have a Manhattan, downtown Manhattan eatery dinner with all the folks on the uh, Sunday or Monday night after the show. And uh, two years ago, it was the most interesting <laughs> dining experience because we had the producer of Samantha B's show <laughs> with the Kleiman family and uh, fighter pilots. And uh, we had this beautiful, this wonderful mix of left and right. And it was the most civilized, interesting conversation. Oh, everybody, everybody played nice. Everybody respected everybody else's point of view. Some politics were talked about. And I couldn't get over. I, I felt like I should have had a black and white striped suit on as a as a referee, as the Canadian in the group, just sort of watching all of this take place, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> sitting on either side of the table. But it speaks to the camaraderie and the and the kind of people that we know in the industry. And it was uh, it was a fun night. I mean, as as fun as being in downtown Manhattan can be, pre-COVID, uh, where it is packed, where parking was. I think that the dinner. Uh, cost less than half of what the parking did for the bunch of us. <laughs> I down bet. Down. I bet. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and the, uh, there is one one piece of news. David Windmiller, who always flies the show, who lives up on Long Island, former U.S. aerobatic team member, was is also a helicopter pilot. And uh, one one year, a couple of years back, did all the helicopter flying rather than Al Cerullo uh, taking us back and forth from Republic uh, to the beach. And uh, David Windmiller uh, is also a designated flight examiner for the FAA and checked out and gave certification to Larry Arkin to fly helicopters. Larry Arkin, lead pilot for the Geico Skytypers. So that's that's a bit of news, and congratulations to Larry Arkin for that. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. He's got room in his backyard. He could. If, I don't know what the neighbors would say, but he's got enough room in his backyard. He could land a Robinson R-44 in his backyard. And he probably will. He's probably planning just that. The neighbors are going to... You think the little beep-beep backup things that <laughs> I feel are bad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So, Matt, how is the chipmunk performing? I see you. <laughs> yeah, it's doing well. We, uh, I listen. All kidding aside, about the the chipmunk, it's been sick for a year. I can't thank Larry Kelly enough, a fellow air show a family member, the owner of Panchito. And, you know, he operates it through the museum up there, but it's just a phenomenal airplane, and he has it out everywhere. Probably the most visible B twenty five if I had to guess, uh, in, in North America. I mean, it has to be uh, as much as that thing gets out on the road. But Larry's been down here working on the chipmunk. You know, he has one in his museum that used to live down here. And it's, uh, he was out doing uh, a big flyover with all of their airplanes, including the bird dog, their chipmunk, the tiger moth. They had a huge flyover that they did uh, up there in Delaware. But Larry's been down here working on it, and it's flying again. It's back up in the air, and I'm I'm happy Hooray. to do that. So it's yeah, it's good to have back in the air. But uh, Larry's been down here quite a bit, you know, turning wrenches and getting it in shape. And if he feels like clearly, clearly by this plug, I'm guessing he didn't charge you a cent. Well, Larry, Larry has been very generous to to, uh, to to working on it. But I will say this. Let me let me let me let me say this though. These museums that operate these historic warbirds are really feeling this and I'll bet Larry's mm -hmm. museum is no different but they're all hurting right now because this is 
you know, in addition to the rides programs that they have, which we all know have been under a microscope lately, yeah. the, the air shows are the only other way that they can pay for it. And unfortunately, because of some of the accidents that have happened, uh, you know, the insurance rates are expected to go up and there's no income right now. So I don't know what the future holds for that. Uh, it, it's, it's something to pay attention to in our industry because there are so many fans that come to see the vintage military stuff that it's, uh, it's, it's a little alarming. And I'm, I'm wondering if it's sort of uh, just going to creep up on us this year like everything else seems to have, you know, come into view in 2020 that, uh, that, we, don't, that we don't want. I mean, it's just been one of those years. Tom Richard, by the way, on the other hand, reported that uh, now that he's reopened again for business down there, and you can uh, learn Kissimmee, about Kissimmee, yeah, and his P40, and and he's got his T6s down there as well. But you can, uh, he reported that uh, he's he's the bookings just snapped back right away, and uh, he's he's going to be busy guy. So I was happy to, to see hear, that. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. That is good news. That is yeah. great news. So we don't know who's going to be the first. We've heard, you know, I, I don't know where the, the drive-in air show thing is at right now. I've heard some grumblings. Some well, I'll tell seem you, pretty I'll, promising. I'll, yeah, um, London, yeah. there's only two Canadian shows left on. I was wrong last time, and may have called, I, I hope John Bennett forgives me at Gatineau, and I'm, I'm doing that show. <laughs> Gatineau is uh, still uh, Ottawa, Gatineau, the nation's capital. Um that show is still in September, still on the uh, on the books, um, and so is London, Ontario, that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. But London have put out the feelers; they're doing a survey, asking if folks will come to a show if they do it. Uh, and the second question on it is, would they come to a drive-in format for the show? So it will be interesting to see how that poll turns out, what it tells them, and what their decision will be. It's still a ways out yet, but um, they're they're putting out feelers for it. But no one yet has done one, right, Matt? Well, not that I'm aware of. And, you know, and I keep hearing grumblings, too, that the military is going to make some big announcement about uh, supporting shows. And we, we haven't heard anything on that. So it, it, it seems like there is some stuff that's just under the surface uh, that may or may not be becoming public in the coming weeks. I think June and likely likely to be announced in uh, June, Rob. hopefully. We'll see. No, two seconds after we stop recording today. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there is one show that is so well suited to uh, to a drive-in format and and Matt when you mentioned that to me and then I heard other other words from other folks as well. Uh, Thunder over Michigan up in Ypsilanti has a huge area where they could do social distancing distancing with cars. And, and I called Kevin Walsh, the director of the Yankee Air Museum, and uh, he indicated that uh, they are looking seriously at that. But Michigan is one of those states where the governor has been especially tight-fisted with respect to releasing control of businesses to open up and work again. So I don't know what's going to happen up there, but I, my, my hope is that Kevin Walsh will be able to do that. He said it would be uh, 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 bring your own food pile people into the car you know if it happens we'll we'll let you know here yankeemuseum.org yankeeairmuseum.org is the uh, the website to keep an eye on that particular show 
Yeah, and I think we're going to see some big stuff come out in June, as to may, maybe sooner, but hopefully in June, kind of giving us some direction, maybe some hope uh, in the industry. But but right now, it's all under the surface. It's all back channel, and I you know I I don't want to get <laughs> into the, any of that, but we'll see. And by the way, June is like a few days away. <laughs> I know, I know, it's just a few days <laughs> away. Right. So so we'll see incredible what incredible how you just lose track of time through this. Yeah. Yeah, well, when you're dodging snakes and locusts and <laughs> whatever else is happening. And which other, what other other plagues are there be? We have the COVID plague, you know, yeah. the Pharaoh is uh, working hard at it. Just, just following Matt around like a cloud. That's right. Did you see the image? There was a, there was a picture that was shared, uh, and maybe it was just here in Georgia, but there was a, there was a great picture that was shared uh, the other night, and I saw it across social media, and I saw it in, in some of the local broadcasts here, uh, that showed the fans in in the stadium uh from georgia tech during the pandemic of of 1918 during the spanish flu pandemic, i did see that with all of their masks on and they're just sort of sitting there taking it all in you know I, with with their masks that, on i'm assuming that was photoshopped no no i no. the articles that i have read have indicated that it was discovered by a man whose grandfather uh, was there and actually took the image now that's the story they're floating. But who knows? Who knows what to believe anymore? I hear Rick just chuckling away and I'm going, you know, who knows what to believe anymore? But it was an interesting side note. I don't know if we're ever going to get back to normal at air shows. I don't know. Do you, do you envision a bunch of folks out there with gloves and masks on? We're ever going to get, I don't think we're going to get back to normal when it comes to media. Yeah. I mean, start. Yeah. As Abraham Lincoln said, you can't always trust what you read on the Internet. That's yeah. right. That is so true. <laughs> Any words? Speaking of the Internet, <laughs> Sun and Fun is going virtual this weekend. How is this going to work, Rob? I don't know. You and I are both part of this thing. Now, we got a dress rehearsal coming up. I have not yet seen the rundown, but uh, dress rehearsals on Friday. And so we'll check everything out, make sure everything is working. And then Saturday we do it, I think, one, what, one to five Eastern time on on Saturday. And Steph's in it. You're in it. Larry oh, Strange's in it. Dave it. Kimes I'm, in it. No, I'm not in it. I'm You're out. not in it? No, I am not in it. This is uh, turtle season here, and I am happily helping my oh, wife uh, okay. manage the uh, turtles that end up getting onto the road. And uh, and we honest to God, I, that is very seriously. I that is really amazing work that you guys do with that. Well, that's that's her her thing, and she uh, has thrown. I mean, the amount of time and energy that she puts into this because they're all endangered. And they're all important, and this isn't a podcast about turtles. It's about flying, but it's something I, I happily it's, help her with. It's also not a podcast about lavender snakes. <laughs> or, oh, yes, it is. Or, or anything yes. else, but, you know, it's where we're at, Rick. By the way, don't, don't, mention, don't mention the word throwing when you're talking about turtles. Just word, no. word, word to the wise. Do you know there was another story of a flying turtle? Oh, here uh, so here's, here's how we put it together, that uh, this is the second, and this happened in Georgia as well. Uh, the other one happened in Florida, but um, I don't know the species, but it was hit and just the right way by the tire and shot it through the, through the air, and it went through the windshield. 
And it was actually embedded, in this case, this story out of Georgia, embedded in the windshield. It survived in the windshield of the car. And no they, they managed to get out and rescue it. Yeah. So it's... Wow. Uh, Unlucky turtle. No kidding. And, and motorists for them. It's, it's difficult on both sides of this. So There's a lot of cute and cuddly animals. How, how did, how did your, your bride get, you know, into turtles? Because... Because when we, drove, when we bought this place in the country... Um, we have to drive through a stretch of road that goes right through a major, one of the most significant wetlands in the province of Ontario. And uh, it was a killing zone around this time of year. Oh, I see. Uh, this is where they, the snappers especially head out to the, the, you know, the gravel, the shoulder of the road is uh, something they can dig in, especially after a rain, and they lay their eggs. And, uh, and then they crossed the road. And, of course, they, they just, it, it was horrible. My wife saw it again and again and again on the way home and just thought, we have to do something about this. Because through her research, she found out about exclusion fencing and, and the things that they can put up along the roadsides. And as the, this city, in this case, continues to develop massively there, that helps them with their tax base. They're not doing much about the added traffic and, and the fact that these things are all at risk species. So um, she just got busy, and she's been very active the last couple of years. We've made uh, lots of inroads with the uh, the town council here, and uh, and now it's at least on the uh, it's at the uh, the city staff level to do the costing of it, and that was all unanimous. It passed through uh, through the local council here, and it looks like it it may just get done. And then COVID happened, and now we don't know what's going to happen with city budgets. Uh, so in the meantime, until this fencing that will really help gets put up, we get out there and uh, we've got some friends now and some of the politicians involved and we just walk that mile, two kilometer stretch back and forth, back and forth and help as many turtles as we can. And uh, and it's been it's it's a lot of hard work, but it's uh, it's also interesting. It's fun to spend that much time near nature, as Rob knows. And as you know, now on the farm and stuff, just. Hanging out with the critters. Let me ask you this. Do you physically help healthy turtles across the road? Are you able to yes. get to them? So you lift them up. How do you, doesn't a snapping turtle seriously have a pretty long neck and can get you if you don't hold it just right? How, how to help a snapping turtle cross the road? Very carefully. <laughs> uh, you just approach it from behind, and, and if it doesn't see you, that's even better. The element of surprise. But if you uh, never pick them up by their tail. But if the uh, just just sort of lift the uh, the back end of the shell, stay behind three and nine o'clock. Ah, okay. And they can get around. And by the way, the only reason a snapper snaps is because they can't retract. They're the only turtle that really can't retract here, anyway. Ah. Uh, the the bottom part of their plaster on their their shell is too small for that, so they they snap. And uh, and only in defense, they're not aggressive. So you uh, you lift the tail, and uh, not the tail, but the back end, just enough to slide your hand under like you would under a pizza box. And, uh, oh. and it's going to lurch, and it's going to snap, and you'll hear it hiss. And it's not friendly sounding, but once you've done it once, you get past the scare of that. You lift it, and don't lift it too high, and you just uh, watch out for the traffic on either side. And uh, when it's safe to do so, walk it across the direction it was going in, and then set it down well off the road on the other side and uh, and step away from it so it doesn't turn around again to try and be defensive and it'll just wander back into the water again and that's it's all females now they're laying their eggs and it takes 60 years to replace one of them because oh they don't, my they don't even lay eggs until they're 18 and i think matt's fallen asleep i've been listening to <laughs> turtle talk with rick peterson <laughs> 
We'll be back next week on Public Radio to talk about the large endangered raconks turtle. How about pinch feeders and keeping squirrels off of the feeders? That's right. It's all coming up next. If you would make your pledges now, tote bags are standing by. This is what it's become. Oh, my gosh, guys. Snapping turtles. Picking them up like a pizza box. You you just slid into that so well, Rick. There you go. I love it. All right, so Pepper, uh, pepperoni and mushrooms, please. Thirty-five pounders are a little hard and difficult, but uh, you know. I think it's great that you're doing that. You know what would be interesting to do, and I think this is what we should do. We should do a broadcast. And I said this when this all got started. We should we should do a broadcast about what folks are doing during all of yeah. this. And we should sure. we should we should try that. Byron sleeping, for example. He's still he's sleeping. Asleep. Yeah. <laughs> He's still sleeping. Well, anyhow, we're all out of time, unfortunately, on this episode. We've covered really covered. nothing, but at the same time, everything. People so. in the need for a hot dog. That's what I. Yeah. Well, we were gonna. We we've changed sponsors, by the way. But Friendly Jerry's still hanging on there. We do uh, want to thank Friendly Jerry's Hot Dogs, home of the Big Rick, which is up there in Hell's Kitchen, New York City, New York, and uh, he's still going on with it. Good old Friendly Jerry. But uh, hopefully. Dan McLaren will be around at some point. Uh, you think our sponsor, broadcast. you know, go through the effort of trying to get up at least yeah. by ten thirty in the morning to join right. us. That's right. program. Well, we're gonna have pretty soon. Pretty soon, Melby will be calling us. Yeah, that's right. We'll have we'll have Dan at at some point, and uh, and hopefully one of you will step up to the plate. We we just we were on the fence about doing a show this week, and in all sincerity, we're coming back out of everything. Everything that, that happened last week and uh, with respect to Jen, uh, yeah. it's, just been, it's just been kind of a hard restart. And uh, so we were on the fence about doing it. Then we said, well, let's do it. Let's have Dano on. But the educational value of the snapping turtle discussion outshines all that That's stuff. That's right. That's right. Yes. It does. It does. And, and Rick. Thank I'm, you. Thank I'm, you, Rick. I really I applaud your efforts, uh, you and your wife up there doing that. We need, we need some I, down here. I don't know. Is it, are they good... Are they good southern turtles? Do they like the well, you get down, uh, you down, get the, down in Florida, down. the alligator snapper, and they, you know, you you have to be careful around them. But, Maybe uh, not then. All right. Plus, down in Georgia, Matt, you have the walking catfish, right? Uh, we have a lot of things that'll scare you down here. Yeah, yeah. The walk, the walking I, catfish. The walking, the walking ca- catfish. I, I, I never would have believed it until I saw one and actually picked one up. It was on a rainy day in F- Vero Beach, Florida. I was with my dad years ago, and we're coming out of his place where he lived. Where did you want to go when you picked it up? Like, huh? it, it was headed. I, I pointed it in the same direction across the road it was going. Oh, but it okay. was amazing. It was. I mean, it was out of the water, slithering across the highway. You hang out with some strange folks, Rob. Oh. My yeah. dad is not a strange folk. He was a veteran. Don't talk about my dad like that. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> Play the veteran card, why don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> All right, so next week we promise to have some content. Yeah, we'll have some content. Some real yeah. content, not just this, whatever this yes. has been. But uh, Next week, prairie dogs. That's right, <laughs> prairie dogs and Michael Goulian's new bonsai tree. <laughs> collection that he started oh my gosh all right first the hair now this there we go i can't wait for all this to end i'm wearing my wheelin aerospace technologies t-shirt this morning too in his honor 
Well, good for you. That, that's okay. <laughs> the answer is so what? Who cares? Oh my gosh, we're all going to be at I each other's throats. I hear the theme throat. music. That's the good. theme music is rolling. We're going to be at each other's oh. throats by the time this is all over with. By the we way, you know what? I, I just remembered I have to go and stick pins in my eyes. I'll be. <laughs> I'll be back. What was that bird you said you had on in your backyard today, Rob? No, seriously, what was it? What was the, what was the bird again? It was the tufted titmouse. The tufted yes. titmouse. Yeah. I have the brown-haired, pot-bellied fence jumper be, in my backyard. Not to be confused with the blue-footed booby. That's right. <laughs> I got one that, another one that oh I Oh, my gosh. That's the one. <laughs> it's okay. time, it's it's time, time to, to go. <laughs> you got a lot of nerve. Bye, everybody. You really do. <laughs> got to fly. I remember there. Oh, man. I know you want to say it. Just say it, Rob. Just say the bird. Double-breasted mattress thrasher. <laughs> Gosh. I can't believe Rob said that. I can't either. I learned it from my dad. <laughs>